This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. I have the pleasure of speaking with today a man who's not only a stars of Tremor 6, who's not only part of the Scream series, but who has a special place in my heart thanks to the movie The Specials. Jamie Kennedy, how are you today, man? Dude, I'm great, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. I got to see you perform at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach, and then the special was filmed at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach, so we've just come full circle with all of this. Were you at the taping, or were you at another show? No, I was at another show. You had your Israeli friend who was the feature comic uh, yeah. open for it. Yeah, Omra. She's funny, too, man. Yeah, Omra's great. Yeah. She's really good. By the way, you don't give the rec room enough credit. You're like, it's a comedy club behind a bowling alley. Don't forget, there's an indoor miniature golf course. There's an arcade. <laughs> there's a bar. <laughs> Yo, the rec-, <laughs> the rec room is bomb. I There was about six places I was looking at, and I wanted to film it there because it's just got the feeling of, like, it could be a, a, a comedy club down you know, downstairs in New York, it could be like a little, you know, room in Phoenix or Seattle. It's just, and they are there for it. I mean, they're ready to laugh. They're open-minded and it's just got an intimate vibe. So it's amazing. And it looks great on camera. Oh yeah. It's cool. That's what this special was. It's like, I haven't put one out in about eight years. And I was like, Let's do this one intimately and kind of reacclimate myself to the scene, even though I didn't stop. I just haven't been had one in a while. And then slowly, the next one will be, you know, bigger. But this one is just intimate, which I like. Right. And it was it's a great set. It's an hour long. Um, the the crowd was into it, which they've always been every time I've seen you, and especially at the rec room. That That room has so much of a good vibe that it's worth coming down to Huntington Beach for. It really does. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite rooms in the world. Like, it is, you you can't have a bad set there. And I don't mean that in a way that's an easy room. It, it's it's just a room that people really want to consume comedy. And they're like, they'll try, they'll go with you on any idea and you see if you can deliver. And if you don't, you know, they'll be like, all right, well, try it this way. I mean, they're, they're, it's a comedy hunter who put the room together. He's a comic, so he knows it's it's a curated crowd. They know they're there for comedy. You're not doing, you're not interrupting people's dinners. Right. It's not dinner theater. That'd be even fright, more frightening. Someone chokes on their chicken while you're trying to make them laugh. Yes. Chicken choking is always an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming the minute it came out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, you know, what, what was the, the idea of coming up with not only playing a smaller room, but working with Tubi in order to, to push the uh, the special over there. Oh, Tubi, man, is, is the next big thing. They're on their way. Like, you know, um, you know, obviously we know all the different streaming platforms and who the players are. And Tubi is, is like Netflix, but with commercials. And it's very, you know, uninvasive commercials. You get one in the beginning and that's it. And like maybe one in the middle and it's, Tubi has like got so much content and they put my old specials on there. So now people can consume them online, you know, cause if you don't have a special in reruns, 
people are like, where can I get it? And DVDs aren't there anymore. So Tubi has them all. And um, I was like, you know, they, 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 they've told me too. They're like, yeah, you, people like your content on our app. So I was like, let's do it. Hey, that's beautiful, that's, man. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> Charge people. I mean, I can, but it's like some of the greatest comedians right now, you know, are putting out stuff for free. And it's just, it's great. Let the people consume it and they'll come see you live if we ever open up again. I think we're going to at some point. I know Orange County's opened up before LA County. You know, I think we're in phase 2.5 is what they're calling it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with, with all this stuff that's going on, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't buy DVDs anymore. I'm one of those old school guys that still likes to have the tangible in hand. Because to me, it's like if I bought the code and if that company goes out of business, then I just lease the movie or I lease the special. I didn't own the special, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but um, it seems like, yeah, more people like comics, musicians, the whole notion of like record sales or DVD sales aren't there anymore. It's the live performance. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like people consume your stuff, you know, Spotify, Pandora, or Tubi, or anything in between, and um, and then it's live. But, you know, you got to have some stuff out in the marketplace and direct people to it, and then if they like it, you know, that'll help right. your live. But it's all about building your own little audience, you know? Yeah. And this new special is called Stupid Smart. And, you know, uh, how'd you come up with the name? What was like, you know, you finally decided after X years to get back into putting out a special, like what was the final catalyst that said, all right, now's the day I'm going to do it. Um, well, like the name comes from, it's like, you know, cause like I have like a hip hop flavor and people think of me like partially with B-Rad and stuff. And like, you know, I used to do this joke in my old special, like, you know, also I'm, I'm from Philly, but with, like black dudes, when they would recognize me, you know, it was complimenting with insults and be like, yo, what's up, Jamie Kennedy? Oh, yo, what's up, dude? Hey, yo, son, you stupid. You know, like, yo, man, you you dumb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they were like, it was a compliment, you know, and I yeah. was like, stupid, stupid, smart. But it's also like, so it's like a little homage to, you know, the hip hop game, but also like, it's, you know, based off of, like, my persona of, you know, people kind of think I'm, like, a little goofy. So, like, the, the the thing is, it's, like, it's, like, a little stupid, and then it gets into smart. You know, towards the end, it gets a little deeper, a little smarter. But also, it could be a play, like, yo, man, he's stupid smart. You know, like, you ever heard that? So, right. it's a mix of those things. Got it. You're bringing the old school flavor in with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole vibe has changed for comedy. You know, we, we've gotten so politically correct with certain things that everyone's afraid to offend anybody. Um, you know, my, my favorite bit was that like our ears are just as valuable as titties. So you yeah. have to earn the right to, for us to listen to you babble on for no reason. Uh, yeah. did that get any backlash anywhere or is that just like, nah, you're right. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure there's going to be somebody offended. But yes, I mean, you know, sometimes your ears can be verbally assaulted. Quite often, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get that reaction, though? You know, like you've cracked a joke that works in a room, and then all of a sudden that one person just decides to be offended for the sake of being offended. 
Um, well, if they're not causing a stink, then, you know, you won't even go. But usually a comic will notice them because a lot of comics want to please the audience. You know, we have that in us. And we wonder why that one person, when everyone else is laughing their face off, why is this person's face long and upset? And, um, yeah, you get annoyed by that. And you're like, what? Why, what is going on here? Why are they so, you know, glum? And... uh if they're in the front row and everyone's laughing and they're they're like just looking sad, you're gonna notice it. And you're gonna say something. It's 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 annoying, you know, because they're at a club. But I mean, look, not everyone's gonna like what you have to say. Not everyone's gonna agree. Um, but like when you come to a comedy club, it's like you cannot laugh. Obviously, you cannot. You don't have to laugh. Right. You don't have to like the comic you're watching. Um, but. Yeah, I believe the law should be that you can't get offended because this is the place where you try things that are going to push the boundaries. That's why it's done in a club. If we, it's not, we would be doing all this shit at Trader Joe's. We'd be <laughs> doing fucked up jokes in the aisle by the avocados, right? About fucking, you know, whatever you want to know, you know, like divorce or fucking affairs or whatever, right? And that. This is the place to do it. It's like it's like going to Italy and being mad that olive oil is in every dish. It's like this is you're in Italy, you know. So it's like you can't. I got you, man. Although it is funny that because most affairs probably do begin at Trader Joe's. Fact, fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. There, there's not a specific <laughs> one. It's just the one that everybody the one knows. Off a of receipt Boulevard, it knows what it is. <laughs> A lot of a lot of workers go up there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're still having a good time doing doing stand up. Uh, my friend was sitting there telling me that I had to watch uh, Lost and Found in Armenia. He's Armenian, so of course he absolutely loved the movie. Uh, um, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. After all this time, you know, and then the new Scream franchise or Scream's being rebooted or a sequel or God only knows what's happening because there's a reboot of a remake of a sequel to something that's coming out eventually um you know are you playing a part in that as well or not yet not i'm dead randy's dead man randy, randy will dead. come back as a zombie you know you know <laughs> me, uh, the, the producers reached out to me you see those stories about actors uh not me i can tell you that you, the story should be the producers have not reached out to jamie kennedy he is dead as a doornail still dead stuck in a van <laughs> Then we find out Randy's the actual killer and he just faked his own death and everything else. It could be. Look, never has been a disconnect between, you know, the the studios and the audience. Like, the audience just always come up to me and go crazy about the character and, like, got to bring them back. I'm like, I'm not in control of it. Right. You know, I don't think there's, you know, people that put the movies on, they're like, Randy had a good run. And that's okay. And that's okay. If they can bring Jason back in space, they can bring Randy back. Dude, SpaceX is underrated. <laughs> underrated. Man, uh, you know, what was a bit that came out, you know, like you, the special is about an hour and six minutes with, with, you know, the end credits and everything else. Was there a joke that you really wanted to be in there that just didn't fit the time frame, or did everything you want in there end up in there? Uh, it was about a half hour that was not in there. Oh, man. Uh, so that's for, uh, that's for the, uh, the DVD next, specials? The oh, the next, next special? 
Um, yeah, there was some stuff more about, you know, I had some, you know, type of me too type of jokes, but like, you know, a lot of people were doing them and I had to figure out my own angle on how to make them more original. And it's been, you know, it's been a minute since that hit and, you know, stuff that was happening and popping in the zeitgeist. Right. But, um, you know, I had to, I had to, you know, I don't, I can only do an hour. So, so some stuff I, I took out because it wasn't crafted enough yet. So this is like the tighter, more fun escapism one, you know? I got you, man. And the, the beautiful thing is, is that you haven't tired of comedy. Like some people get burned out and here you are just like, no, I haven't put out special in eight years. Eh, time to do one. Well, I mean, you know, around 2014, you know, podcasts really started to gain super traction and Netflix started dropping specials, um, you know, on the regular and comedy got its, its, its proper due. Comedy got its proper, its rightful, you know, eyeballs now comics are you know rock stars and they're highly revered and and um as they should be and and they're building their own audiences and their own brand and people are following them and seeing what they're doing so you know with netflix and and podcasts i was like i was always doing comedy but it was time for me to shape some stuff and say i gotta put my hat in the ring. Plus you don't want to do the material forever. You want to just do it, put it out and figure out the new one, you know? I got you, man. Uh, but does it feel like know. that it's uh you know, it's uh, ebb and flow. Like in the late eighties, early nineties, we had the rock star comics and now that's coming back. Um, in a different way, but totally like, you know, Steve Martin was the first rock star comic. I've, I, I've had a chance to work with the the first three, you know, Steve Martin in the seventies, Eddie Murphy in the eighties, both were in Bowfinger, both rock stars, but only one a decade. Right. And then the nineties, in the beginning nineties, Dice. Um and then in the two thousands, Dane. Yeah. You know, I mean those are the four definitive there's there's been a lot of huge comedians, obviously others but like in terms of like madison square garden rock star vibe or those guys and then from about you know 2010 on it's a different now it's exploded where more people are playing madison square garden or other venues there are you know kevin hart obviously is one of them sebastian you know amy schumer so a lot of people are doing it at the same time and that's very new. There were a lot of great comics and known comics in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, but at the same time, to sell off all of this stuff, comedy is a huge being consumed, I think, more than ever. Right. And then with Rogan signing a $100 million deal, or presumed to be a $100 million deal to jump to Spotify, yeah. that's a whole yeah, different ballgame. He's the, he's the, he's the one of the top linchpins. I mean, it's like him and Netflix, you know? I mean, it starts with Joe and trickles down to everybody else in terms of podcast and his reach and, and the same with Netflix. And those, the fact that they're all cross-pollinating, which is great. It used to be 
if you did a special, you'd be on HBO and that was it. You know, Comedy Central was their fiefdom, you know, uh, Cinemax was their fiefdom and so on. But now people are like, okay, you got that there. Do the podcast over here. Do this. It's beautiful. It's all about cross pollination now more than ever. And I think that's really about, you know, who can just keep keeping all those channels and floating and people, it's, it's a great time. If you love comedy. Right. And how do you keep the balance with all that, the clubs and then the podcasts and then film and whatever else? I'm running like Jim fix. Is anybody going to get that reference? If they don't, they have Google. They can look it up. Jim fix was the guy who wrote the book on running and how it's good for your heart. And then he died of a heart attack. <laughs> Big book in the seventies. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just in it, you know. Even now I'm getting busy, like, Zoom pop-ins and stuff. But it's all about you just got to be in the mix, man. You know, Kevin Hart is is my model. Like, you know, he's, Kevin is um, can do everything from, you know, an A-list movie to doing a pop-in on a YouTube video. He, right. You know, he's the most hardworking guy and he's hilarious and he's everywhere and he's everything and it's like what's your brand you know and I feel like I can relate to him a lot because you know he's just a lovable hilarious dude and and, and I think that you know he'll he'll host he'll be in movies and that and I think that's what you got to be I think he's the the great model of everyone who's got to look at because he knows how to do it all and that's what you got to do you just got to keep keep out there right a lot of a lot of comics are using Zoom like you like you mentioned, but they're hosting like smaller shows or whatever. You know, fifteen twenty people showing up on their Zoom chats and just cracking jokes and whatever to work their skills out. Uh, is that something that's going to be like of the future? And that like, hey, Jamie Kennedy's doing a live set via Zoom that we're going to stream into the improv or into the rec room or wherever. Definitely, I think that's going to happen. I think. I think the improv will have that for sure. The improv will start doing live Zooms where it can go out to the world. The improv is, the, you know, just a huge, huge, huge brand, a cornerstone of this of this art form. So I think that's where it's going to go. I think with weird times and you want to see Jamie Kennedy on a Tuesday night, boom, and he's on there with Amir K and, you know, everybody, you know, whoever else pops in at that night. I mean, it's a great time. You know, it just seems like that's the new closed circuit. Like for the people that aren't old enough to remember that before pay-per-view, that was closed circuit. You'd go somewhere and then they just start streaming the comedy from there. Um, you know, yeah. how would that work? Like would the, the audience, you'd be able to hear the audience laughing from all the, from all the connections or would it be just performing and hoping that it lands? Um, Zoom. Well, actually, it's pretty good. So I did one last week, and it was pretty packed. And it was at the Nowhere Comedy Club, which is a great new virtual comedy club. And the Nowhere Comedy Club keeps the Zoom, it keeps a lot of the people unmuted. And um, so you can hear their laughs. you got to deliver a joke and then wait and then get the laugh. And... uh it's a it's a beautiful time, you know, because you can hear them. It just takes it just it's just a different way to do it, you know. It's a little harder art. That that would kind of scare me a little bit because now it gives more room for people that wouldn't heckle in public to now heckle online via Zoom. Yeah, well, the problem is that people are like, they jump in or they come in or like, yeah, Rachel, can you grab me my, you know, 
the garlic, you know, whatever. It's, and uh, and you say something, you're like, you know, have you know, having a girlfriend is tough. And people are like, you're not a kid. So you can hear their comments <laughs> right in there. Like they think they're whispering, but the mic is hot. Yes, a hundred percent. So it's like imagine having a hundred audience members super mic'd up, very delicately, and oh. them not thinking they can hear you. So you hear it all in your ear on stage. That's what it's like to be on Zoom. But everybody else hears it too. Oh, man, that's great. You know what? That'd be interesting for the next special if you decide to record one via Zoom. I know, right? <laughs> Put it in there. Just leave, just leave all the audience reactions in there and then, like, somebody talking to their girl, hey, can I get another Pepsi or something? <laughs> Since you're totally. up, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, all of it. What was your favorite favorite joke for the special for for Stupid Smart? You know, it's like kind of picking your babies. Right. Um, but uh, I think, you know, some of them I like is I like, you know, like you said, you know, you got to earn it. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I also think a lot of people have talked about dick pics. So it's like you could say, oh, that's like a hacky premise but i think the way i tackled it is a, is a new way right know? so i i took some familiar premises and i kind of put my own spin on them and that's hopefully what comedy is you know because you you know we all experience certain things so you but you got to put your take on it you know right um that was a good one i had an idea about robots i've seen those some of those jokes now since i did it but you didn't know as much out there but i think i had a nice take on that too i'd say those three are some interesting takes yeah, for sure. Because, like, there's always the joke that, like, you know, you've spent the most time on it, like, oh, this one's going to kill, and then it ends up bombing, and then a joke that you thought was, like, a throwaway joke ends up becoming the biggest laugh of the night. Yeah, I mean, like, I like I, like I I did this joke, and like, like I said, people talked about robots, and I did this a while ago, so I didn't know how many people were doing that, but, you know, I think my take on it is still its own thing, where, like, you know, the I didn't know how people would do it, you know, because it did okay in the clubs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, like the, it was the first time like a, a, a joke ever did the best at a taping that it did. Like it wasn't that worked out, but I said like robot are going to be the new racist targets, you know, because right. they're going to take all these jobs away. And um, that that they really loved that one, and so I was like, okay, I'm happy because that was still not totally worked out. That's awesome, man. All right, so Jamie, before I let you go, because I know you're busy and you got like seven more interviews to do today, tonight on 2BTV, Stupid Smart premieres, why should I put an hour of my time aside to sit there and watch Jamie Kennedy on 2BTV? Um, Well, A, because with all the joints you smoke, it's definitely, it'll take you an hour to do it, right? So you can just... Put aside your joint rolling time. And um, also, you know, you it's Memorial Day. You know, it's a holiday, so you got the time. And, oh, 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 we're in a pandemic. You ain't got shit to do. And you want to laugh. So let Jamie make you feel good. I love it, man. Jamie Kennedy. Find Jamie Kennedy at Jamie Kennedy on Twitter. Same one on Instagram, I assume. The Jamie Kennedy. The Jamie Kennedy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Stupid Smart premieres tonight on 2B TV. Jamie Kennedy, it's been a pleasure, man. I can't wait to talk to you next time you come down to Huntington Beach. Uh, maybe we'll grab a beer at the bar and then uh, throw some balls down the lane. 
Definitely, dude. Appreciate it. And you can tell them why you watch it since you've seen me live before. Listen, the the special was funny because I already saw it. I saw you live. You were hella funny over here at, at the rec room. The rec room's a great spot. I can't yeah. wait to go back there. Thank you, brother. All right, my I man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate great you time, too. I'll talk man. to you later, all right? Thank you, man. Happy Memorial right. Day. You too. Bye-bye.